Want to take a shower with Mitch? Hey, Siri, play Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. I couldn't find Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon in your music. Ugh, she never works. Direct from Montreal, Canada, this is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Bonjour and uh, welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Uh, joining me on the phone from the band Silverthorn, it is a guitarist, vocalist, Pete Shoulder. The band also includes drummer Brian Tishy, which most of you will know and love from his uh, ten years in uh, Foreigner, Whitesnake, Billy Idol, Dead Daisies, and of course uh, a million other bands. He also uh, Jeff Tate. I guess it was Operation Mindcrime or Jeff Tate's Operation Mindcrime. Anyway, uh, they have a new album out with uh, bassist uh, Daniel Spree called "Tear the Sky Wide Open," or if you want, "Tear." The sky wide open, but I'm pretty sure it's tear. Anyway, the uh, the new album is great. It has, or a new EP, I should say. It has this sound of, as uh, described actually very accurately in the uh, press release, as Led Zeppelin meets Cream meets Free meets Queen of the Stone Age means Soundgarden. Thusly put, it is an original thing going on. They're, they're, they're not defined by just one band or one sound, so uh, they've got some great stuff. Now, of course... I wanted to uh, track down and talk to Pete because he was in a band called The Union, which featured Thunder guitarist Luke Morley, the Thunder God in my word, in my world, uh, and of course uh, he spent some time in Thunder. One of the guys in Thunder was ill for a while, and Pete had been brought in to replace him, and he also participate participates in their winter Christmas holiday shows every year, um, providing extra backup and, and playing and so on and so forth. So you've got uh, Pete Shoulder and you've got a guy that was in um, uh, Foreigner and Whitesnake, Billy Idol, uh, winning combination. Do check out Tear the Sky Wide Open by Silverthorn. And here is the one, the only, Pete Shoulder. We are speaking with uh, vocalist, guitarist Pete Shoulder. Some of you know him from uh, Winterville, the union with uh, Luke Morley of the uh, terrific Thunder. But now he is with Brian Tishy in a new band called Silverthorn. New EP, Tear the Sky Wide Open, is out now, or as we say in Montreal, maintenant. Uh, bonjour, uh, Pete. Uh, hello, how are you? Bonjour. <laughs> I'm yes. all right, thanks, Mitch. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, we always throw a little bit of French in uh, for, for the Montreal audience and stuff, but of course this goes out worldwide. But let, let us talk about Silverthorn and working with Brian Tishy and, and how that came together. And, and also, it's an EP. Yeah. Why yeah. not a full-length album? Why not just a single? Why did we sort of split the hair and go right down the middle? Yeah, well, it was to be honest, it was our label's idea. They, I mean, we had enough material for an album, but they kind of said that they think the best way of breaking a new band these days is to kind of maybe give them a little taster first before the full album. So, um, you know, we, we, I think we probably would have preferred to release an album, but at that point, we just wanted to get something out there because, you know, it, it's been a long road to kind of get this out. Um, so we just thought, well, you know, why not? Let's just do it. So... Um, it was a bit of di difficult to kind of work out which songs to leave off, you know, because we, we've, we've got, we, like I said, we had over an album's worth of material. So, yeah, so we just, you know, narrowed it down to five songs and, um, and yeah, and put it out. So, um, so here it is. All right. So, yeah, 
Let me ask you about that then. Is is the plan then now, this is a stepping stone and then a full album later this year or a full album next year? And if so, do we reuse these same songs or are these really EP exclusive? No, yeah, the, these songs will only be on the EP. So, we're, I mean, we've got, like I say, we, we've already got, when we made the EP, when we narrowed it down, we already had like, you know, another five or six songs already written and recorded. And then we've sort of started writing and recording already for the album. So it'll, the album will be all brand new songs. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to finish that this year. That's the plan. And then hopefully it'll be out this year as well. But it all depends with, you know, the label and stuff. So, um, you know, but that's the plan. You know, we're going to get it finished pretty soon. Well, that's a great plan, and I'm looking forward to it. So so talk to me a little bit about the challenges of getting a new band off the ground. You, of course, had uh, that band with uh, Luke Morley, The Union. Brian Tishy's been all over the place. Now, from what I understand, you met because I think Whitesnake and Thunder toured together, and you and Brian hit it off. Um, what are some of the challenges you face in getting the word out there and getting people to say, hey, man, Silverthorne, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check him out, go to a show? Yeah, it's tough. It's really hard these days to, to you know, to brand new band and, and, you know, get noticed and get people excited and interested in it, you know, but it's, it's you know, you just got to keep on doing everything you can, really. You know, social media helps. Um, but, you know, all that we can really do is kind of make the best music that we can and, um, you know, play the best shows we can and then, you know, trust in the label and, you know, um, management and things to try and, you know, get it out to the masses, you know. So, um, yeah, we, we just, you know, we really, you know, really believe in this. So, you know, we, we're just going to try try our best. Well, trying your best is, uh, is all uh, fans could ask for. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, before we get over to uh, to the union and, and, and we'll finish the, the Silverthorn story, let me ask you a little bit about working with Thunder. Um Ben got uh, diagnosed with with cancer, had to take uh, some time off, and you came in and replaced him. Um, talk to me about that that moment of, of getting the call and getting in there with the guys and playing with the band, and, and you know, knowing that the circumstance was not the well, it wasn't the greatest. I mean, I don't know how else to put that. But yeah. talk to me about that circumstance and coming in there. Uh, did they know you before? Did they? Was it? Were you recommended? How How did you end up playing guitar next to rock's greatest vocalist, Danny Bowes? Well, that, I mean that that was after the whole union thing. So you know, I'd uh, I'd, I'd known them for quite a few years at that point. Um, and yeah, you know, Danny. I, sorry, Benny got ill, and just you know the. the I think it might have been Danny called me and said, you know, would would you be up for replacing him? Because I think I can't, I can't even remember. I know Japan was we went to put was a gig in Japan, and then there was a big festival in London with Aerosmith, I think. Um, and I think there might have been another another show somewhere else in London. And they just, you know, they said, you know, would you step in? And I'd like sort of, you know, I'd played with them quite a lot. You know, I did, did like this Christmas show every year, where, which you know I used to play every year and, and you know so I was, it was it, it wasn't anything kind of uh out of the ordinary really you know it was a pretty um you know i played with them loads so um and it was you know so i kind of knew a lot of the songs anyway so it was kind of it was it was an easy gig for me you know and it was i think for them as well because you know they knew what kind of job i would do and then you know the, the 
you know, we played a lot together. So, um, yeah, so the circumstances were quite, you know, it was, it was very sad and very worrying for Benny. But, you know, he's fine now. He's, he's great. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of do a good job, you know, for him and for for them as well. Because, you know, that's, you know, I think it must have been a weird situation for them to be in, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to do the best I could. And, you know, and it was good. You know, it was good fun. Yeah, it worked out. And those Christmas shows, uh, they they let you even sing a few songs. I, I have all those Christmas shows on CD. They sounded great. Um, so so okay. So talk to me then about working with the union. You know, you you you, you of course did some other stuff with uh, Wintersville. You you do um, eventually in 2014, Feathers and Rain. Now the union is way before that, but. Uh-huh. Uh, the band uh, Thunder had done a farewell tour, or in fact, two farewell tours before doing two reunion tours. But at some point in between there, uh, Luke is is floating around, going, "Okay, what do I do?" And you get this band going together. Um, first of all, is the union finished, or do we think that at some point, somewhere down the line, we could see more? No, no, that's that's finished. That's definitely finished. That's kind of you know, it was it was kind of of its time, and it's kind of you know. It, wouldn't really want to kind of go back and sort of you know i think it's it's very much of its time and you know i think i want to look forward now you know so i think we actually you know we made like three albums and if i'm honest i think we should have probably left it at two i think maybe you know it's just uh, that's my personal thought anyway just from a musical point of view all right, all right, well, hold on there but that's interesting um why? I mean, I know, I know the the third one maybe might have seemed rushed and and had maybe a different uh, musical flavor than the first two, but why not uh, continue and make a fourth and a fifth? Why Why do you think that the band only had a, a two album lifespan? Uh, well, it was kind of it was a, it was a bit of a um, stopgap project, really, and it was never meant to last for that long. It was it was always going to be just you know maybe two albums or something like really that was kind of you know i think although as much as danny protested i think everybody knew that you know he would thunder would get back together so um it was kind of and it was at the time i wasn't really doing much i was sort of um i was working on a solo project with um and luke was helping me record it in his like home studio and um uh, basically um i had like i'd written quite a few songs and recording it in his house and then uh, Danny left and I bumped in, into Luke at a pub and he was like Danny's left and I was like what you know because they, they, they seem to be doing really well and he was going I know he, he's mental I think he's mental but he's left and I was like oh god okay and then he said like do you fancy doing something to get together and I was like you know I've been making these solo songs and trying you know punting them around record labels and you know, it was, I couldn't get it off the ground, really. Nothing was happening. So I thought, well, you know, why? Okay, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, let's give it a go. And then Luke was like, he says, well, you know, we've got, we've got like most of a record there anyway with your solo thing. Would you, how about we just use those songs and write a few more and then we've, we've got an album ready. And I kind of, I wasn't sure at first because I was like, oh, well, you know, those might, you know, I've been wanting those to have those songs on a solo record, but then, you know, I thought, well, the turnaround will be quicker. You know, we can make an album quicker and strike while the iron's hot. So we did, we did that, and um, yeah. So I mean, and that, that was it, really. And it kind of, you know, the first album was really well received, and you know, so and you know, it, but it, it kind of got to the point after the second album, maybe, 
where it w- wasn't really going any further. So, you know, it was kind of, you know, like from a career-wise, you know. Yeah, it's, a, so. it's difficult because uh, you've got somebody from an, an established band and, and fans sort of want them back in that established band and you're trying to create something new. And uh, But okay, so let me... Let me take over to uh, to Winterville, um, sort of more of a blues rock band. 2007 in January, you say we're done. Talk to me about some of the challenges you face playing the style of music you were playing in that environment back in the early 2000s and, and where you got to the point where you said, okay, this is not working. We, we just have to move on. Yeah, well, with that, with that was an interesting thing because we got signed by Island Records. Um, but they kind of, they wanted to sign me as a solo artist. Um, and at the time I didn't really want to be a solo artist. I wanted to, I wanted it to be, to like, to have a band. So, you know, I wasn't really comfortable with just, you know, but at, at the time I just, that, that wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, and they, Island Records sort of wanted me to be, uh, did you, you know, a guy called Jamie Cullum? Did you have him over there? Yes. Yeah, kind of like a jazz pianist thing, and um, mm-hmm. and he was sort of doing really well at the time. And and their Island Records kind of idea for me was to be like they said, you know, you can be the blues version of Jamie Cullum, which kind of made me a little bit, <laughs> made my skin crawl a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm not bashing Jamie Cullum, but it's just you know that that kind of that I didn't really want to be put in that sort of pigeonhole at the time, you know, to be this blues thing. I was I wanted to do rock music. Um, so they, we, we talked to the label and said, well, what happens, you know, what if we kind of go down a more rock route or at least blues rock and, um, but Mark, you know, have it, it's a band and so they kind of accepted and said, yeah, well, okay. And then, you know, we made half of the record and then they decided to drop all their rock bands. <laughs> so it was like, oh, we don't think rock's going to work. So, um, so that was a challenge straight away playing that kind of music it was like, oh, okay. So. So then we were left on our own and we had a little bit of money left from the label and we kind of finished the album ourselves and then released it ourselves. But then, you know, there was no money to do anything, you know, and uh, I think our management wasn't really sure what where to go next. And, um, you know, it was just, it was difficult to do anything, you know. So that was a shame because oh. we, we felt like we were kind of just getting started as well, you know, and and it got to the point where we didn't have any money to do anything. And we were trying to make the second record in a, like a, a tiny little rehearsal room, like on a, on a tiny little computer, which wasn't that, you know, great back in those days to, to record with. And it was just like, oh, you know, what I do we do? Yeah. You know, somebody uh, famously once told me, they said, in order to have a successful band, what you need at the beginning is one really, really rich band member. <laughs> right because yeah. it, yeah. it all it all comes down to that okay so so then you do of course feathers and rain you do the solo album talk to me a little bit about why you at the beginning hesitated to be a solo artist and where do we go from here is, is Silverthorn the future and you're going to work your heart out to make it the next big thing or yes, is definitely. it okay? So it's not just a pit stop along the no, way. No, 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 no. I, th- I think a lot of people are worried. Well, not worried. But, um, I think a lot of people are kind of asking that because I think you know me and especially Brian have, have had like a you know a lot of pr- different projects and and maybe from the outside it might seem like you know it's just another another project, but it's it's definitely not as far as we're concerned. Um, you know, we we want to we want to make this you know our thing you know and it's we believe in it and uh 
yeah, we just got to keep pushing at it, you know. So okay, so so how do you how do you make it a thing in this in this day and age? You know, first of all, you've got the the distance with. I guess you're in the UK and Brian's over in LA. How do you sort of make this? What's the plan? Do you do you tour extensively? Just you know, have Brian come over to Europe and you hit Germany and France and Switzerland and just keep going and going and going and going. Or is yeah. it all about social media? Do you just sort of have to, to to put it out there and hey, folks, check me out, Twitter this. What's bit of the both, plan? really. Okay. Well, a bit of both, really. I mean, you know, we we're just willing to get in on the road and just tour as much as we can with it, and and you know, get out to the people and do it the old school way. But also, we want to embrace you know the the new social media way of doing things. So um, you know, we're going to try a two pronged attack. You know, do it that way. Um, Yes, I mean, because, you know, we just want to, you know, we're a live band, you know, we're live music, we're musicians that play live, you know, we want to, we want to do this, you know, kind of, and like, you know, whether it's Europe or whether it's America or anywhere, you know, we just, we'll play anywhere, (laughs) so. Well, okay, well, how long do you, how long do you give it before you you make a decision in terms of going forward or going, hey, we tried? Is it a three-year plan, a five-year plan, or is it, hey, we'll see by Christmas this year and then we'll see where, how... You have to give. You have to be honest about the plan. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, we haven't really, we haven't thought about that. Seeing how how many, you know, how long do we give it? Because we believe in it so much, you know, and we've kind of, we've, we've, believe me, we've, we've, uh, we've had a lot of obstacles thrown in our way with this band already. Being that, you know, we've only just released the the EP now, but to to get this out, there's been so many times where I think. If I'd been in another band or if it had been in another situation, I think both and Brian the same, I think both of us would have said, you know, let's call this, you know, let's let's call it a day now. But because we believe in it so much, we, we didn't, you know. So it's, we kind of, we, we feel like we're, we want to get out, like fighting now, you know, we, we just we just want to go out and do it. So we, we kind of, we're not even thinking about that, you know, we're not even thinking about, well, how long do we give it before we say, that's it. We just, we we're not even thinking about that, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. All right, so let's quickly talk a little bit about the sound. Silverthorne itself in its press release describes the sound as Led Zeppelin meets Cream Free with, while Soundgarden and, and Queens of the Stone Age uh, mill about in the in the back. Um, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about that because, you know, as a fan coming into it, I see Brian Tishy from Foreigner and from Whitesnake and Billy Idol, and I'm thinking, oh, great, big arena rock. And then I mm-hmm. see you coming from Thunder, and I go, great, great European arena rock. So I'm expecting, you know, Bon Jovi 2.0. Um, talk oh, to me about that's... the sound and how you get to it and how you get fans of Whitesnake and Foreigner and, and Thunder to go, yeah, all right, I'm down for some cream versus meets free. Yeah, yeah, the Bon Jovi 2.0, yeah, that's that's definitely something we try to kind of steer clear of. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, we wanted to make a rock record. That was what it been. And, I mean, um, my influences as far as rock comes from, like, late 60s, early 70s, completely bypasses the 80s, um, and then jumps back in at, like, early 90s, really. Um, so that's kind of my, you know my rock influences um so that's what I, I think that's what i bring to it um you know and and, and there's, i've got a lot of other influences as well but we wanted this to be a hard rock band um but i think you know i think hopefully you know it it, it has all the best parts of those eras which you know i think 
you know, if you're a rock fan, you know, you're going to like stuff like that, hopefully. Um, so, I mean, I, I think there's going to be some people that, you know, especially with the union, you know, the and, and uh, you know, the, the Thunder Connection, which is quite, um, I don't know, it, may, it might not be as melodic for them or, you know, it might not be as lighthearted for them, but it's, it might be a bit dark, you know, a bit darker than that kind of stuff. But um, hopefully, you know, there's, there's stuff in there for your average rock fan to like. Well, yeah, I, I like it. I got the I got the EP. I think it's great. Now, you you do only have these five songs. When a fan comes out to see you live, you're obviously not just going to do 15 minutes and say goodnight. No. <laughs> well, you could. That would be kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. But but what is sort of the the plan for the live set? Do you go in and play some union stuff? Uh, it sounds to me as though you don't want to do the Bon Jovi 2.0 stuff. So I guess playing White Snake and Foreigner and 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 Thunder songs doesn't make sense. What does no. a live show look like then? Well, we did two shows at the, at the end of last year. We did one in Vegas and one in LA at the uh, Viper Room. And we, what we did is we basically played all the songs we had, which is over an album's worth. So, you know, we, we, we did, we did an hour set. So, um, and, and we played, you know, we played all the, all the EP and then we played the songs that we left off the album and then songs that we've, which will be on the album as well. Like with the, the new songs have been right at the time. So there was some acoustic stuff in there as well. And, um, you know, so we played everything that we had. So, um, you know, and we're always right. Even when we're not together, me and Brian are kind of we, we write like over Skype and things. You know, we were like sending each other ideas all the time. You know, we finished songs that way. You know, um, there's actually one on the EP which we we recorded that way completely, except for the vocal. I redid the vocal when I was out there. Um, so you know, there's the amount of material that we have is not, not going to be a problem really. What is the, the the writing process for for the band? Does does Brian come up with the music and you do the lyrics and vocals? Do you work out these parts together? How is it sort of all sussed out? And yeah, it's all together, really. You know, I mean, because Brian, Brian as well, being an amazing drummer, he's also an amazing guitar player as well. Um, so we both kind of, you know, we both have musical ideas, and you know, one of us, oh, I've got this riff. What do you think? And then, you know, go, oh, I've got this riff that will go with that, and you know, um, so we'll kind of the two of us will mold and build the music up from the ground up you know together um i usually handle the lyrics but brian you know i always you know brian's really helpful as well i'll say you know what do you think of this and he'll be, he'll be like oh no no you where's the killer phrase you know i need the killer phrase or that so like he pushes me as well so um it's it's you know it's, it's all 50 50 really you know i mean the songs you know there's like haunted by the dawn for, for example on, on the ep that was a riff for brian's like that he'd had like I think he wrote it when he was like 19 or something like that. And, uh, you know, so, um, and, you know, and saying the tear the sky wide open, there was a riff of mine that I'd, I'd had lying around for years and not done anything with. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really good fun to work together. It is. And of course I'll remind folks, uh, tear the sky wide open by Silverthorn. That's uh, N E at the end. Uh, album is out now. Uh, definitely worth uh, checking out. And of course, uh, do check out Pete on Twitter at Peter, underscore shoulder that's at peter underscore shoulder um, as we say in montreal merci beaucoup always always great to chat and 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 i'm glad that you and brian are making new music uh, love brian and uh, anybody who's touched anything thunder is obviously uh worthy uh, so there you go <laughs> <laughs> thanks mate you're welcome uh cheers 
This has been Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. For more exclusive content and interviews, subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and many more. Follow Mitch on all the socials, especially Twitter, at Mitch LaFon, and on Instagram, at Mitch underscore LaFon. Get your Mitch merch now at loudtracks.com slash Mitch.